You're listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, David Hall. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Join me are the usual folks, Brian McCubbin. Aloha, everyone. How you doing? Gregory Hectus. Who puts Thanksgiving in November? Tony Groves. It's characters. Usual characters. What's up, fellas? They're getting on to me for improvising already. And Tony Rochette. Hey, I got the Christmas music already playing. Just make sure you keep that under like five seconds so we don't get copyrighted, right? All right, well, guys... If you, can't, if you haven't noticed, today's a holiday week, so we're having a special episode breaking our normal routine and giving Mike, the podfather, the day off. But don't fear, because we have partnered with the Aftermath crew and are bringing some of their fun and frivolity, as you just heard, to the show. So strap in and hang on to your butts. <laughs> and remember, you can follow along with us on your PC or mobile device in real time as you listen to the show and see for yourself all the great topics and products that we typically discuss by racing, by visiting iracerslounge.com and selecting the show notes. So we hope to see you there. Okay, before we jump into the few topics, I do want to tell you about our primary sponsor, Sim Coaches. They offer the realistic sim racing equipment that you need to win more races online. It's designed for the real racers. Hydraulic construction makes them feel just like the real thing. You have high-quality construction, 100% leak-proof, and a lifetime warranty. They are the key features with these pedals. They look absolutely amazing. Check out simcoaches.com and use the coupon code Lounge to get 5% off your purchase. Simcoaches.com is your ticket to feel like you're actually sitting behind the wheel of a car. Drive harder and stay on the limit longer. Someday I'll get some of those pedals. Well, we'll talk. You'll hear a bit, a bit, a bit more, more when we throw in the uh, the other ad, which we kind of improvised last week. Um, I think I won't be the only one on the team if, that has them eventually. No, I think that's the next upgrade after how much money I've spent in the last few days. All right, our first topic, we're going to talk 2022 special events calendar. They've posted a list of the special events for the 22 season. Some of the highlights include that the uh, next-gen races are going to be that are full-length are Bristol, Coke, Daytona, and Phoenix. There's no Southern 500. They're doing Bristol instead. That's complete bull. I don't like that either. I, I really like the Southern 500, even though we didn't have, I didn't have some good results. It was a good event to have. Well, we've done full-length Bristol in the past, and it sucked then. I'm sure it's going to suck again. At least for me, anyways, because I won't, I won't do it. I'm kind of neutral because they're both good tracks for me, so I'll run either one of them decently. I'll, I'll have fun with it. Some of the other major changes, uh, it's only going to be the LMP2 and GT at the Daytona 24. Uh, GTE is being pulled out, and they don't have an LMP3 as of yet. Um, and that's just to reflect the real-life changes. GTE has just died in IMSA in real life. So they're pulling it out in, in, the, uh, in the sim as well. It's kind All of right, sh- Oops, sorry, Tony. I was going to say, Brian and, uh, and Groves, we got to find a new car for Team Fun. 
there's a lot of good GTEs to choose from and or GT3s to choose from. You guys probably probably like the Lamborghini or something like that to try with or the McLaren. Even the new Porsche GT3 is a pretty good car to to race. That is that the Lamborghini they already have the um, Huracan. Yeah, the 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 Lamborghini it's in is, a, is the GT3 class. Yeah, since they're doing away with the GTE cars, they're throwing in all of the GT3s that some of them they had to exclude before. As long as the car is not complicated, I'm all right. The good, the good thing with GT3s is the only thing different, isn't it? Anti lock brakes and traction controls. The difference with them. Well, GTE had traction control, but didn't have any lock brakes. Okay, so they probably do have the anti-lock brakes then. I, can't, I haven't raced a GT3 in a yeah, while. Yeah, GT3 has anti-lock brakes and a little bit less horsepower than GTE does. I did race that um, Lamborghini at the the race in Bathurst. So, um, and it was it's it's a good car. I, I I would I would be happy doing that in Daytona. So we're also I might be one and done, and then oh yeah, well they're it's they're still fun. The GT3s, there's a lot of good GT3 series that you can practice running in as well. Plus, I'm sure Ems will be there that week. Uh, well, I bought that. I bought that Ferrari, ran it once. The GT3 or the GTE? I don't know. Whatever we ran at Daytona last year or this year. The GTE yeah, that, that was the uh, GTE. got flowered. Oh. <laughs> They're also cutting the uh, 24 hour again, though I'm I'm curious if they'll play the same trick they played last year. Um, and also, um, I'm sure we might get a chance to run it uh, with the majors like we did last year, which was just a race somewhere in France, right? It was not the 24 hour of Le Mans. Yeah. So I, I, I think that'll be just one of those special ones that pops up late, like a month ahead of time. They'll talk about it, right? <laughs> Well, last week they worked it into an official series, um, the way they, they got around that 24-hour well, that, special event. That, that series is still going on, so maybe that series will continue for into the seasons next year. Well, that series is a six-hour series now instead of a 24-hour series. And they just switched they, it. They switched it to yeah. twenty-four hours for that. And so there was there were some um, six races that that season that were twenty-four hour races. So who maybe maybe they change it in seasons? What is probably around season three ish? Maybe they change it for the season three events. They do a six twenty-four hours. Yeah, they, I, I hope they do. I hope they play the same trick because it was kind of fun having all those other non-special twenty-four hour races to run. They, Monza was a blast. Also, the last highlight on the schedule is that uh, the 12-hour in iRacing is going to be the same date that Sebring is also running real life. And they typically don't die. It's usually the week before, right? They try to, but I, I guess the schedule is just a little too tight this time. They couldn't get around it. There's a lot of so good at- choices, though, for some events to take on this year. This year. Like, I, I'm even thinking of maybe... I don't know. Do, maybe do we try and do a Nurburgring this year, this next year, to see if uh, it's one we never tried, David? Um, maybe I. I. Oh, that's a hard track to learn, man. But I worked on it a lot because I. I was gonna have to run it for some guys, and they finally. They. they fa- I told them literally find somebody else if you can, because I suck there. Um, and but I still, you know, it took me probably two two or three days to actually set a lap time. So that's that's it's not particularly fun, and uh, you better sw- might as well find somebody else for Bathurst this year. 
I'm I'm just looking for the uh, twenty four. I'm looking forward to the twenty four and the P, the LMP two two car. Are some of these uh, dirt ones new? They did the Knoxville Nationals last this year and the Crandon Championships in the pro pro trucks last year as well. So they 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 have been done before. What about the first, the, uh, first year? It looks like the only thing that's really really changed from their events is. The NASCAR ones is where they've changed anything. Most of this looks almost identical to last year. Well, one of the things they added is the iRacing Roar. So um, that's going to be the uh, the LA Coliseum track then, right? Well, that one looks like it's a little messed up because it's got the GT4, the Audi. and I'm wondering if it's the Roar before the 24. So do they do a 2.4-hour one? Or do they do like a small, like it's a smaller version of the Daytona? Because it's not even saying, not even saying the track. No, but you got GT4s and the Audi RS3 and the, uh, that's definitely yeah. gonna be Daytona Road. But, okay, but, yeah, it's yeah, it's a week before. Well, sweet, they're bringing back the roar. Ah, that that was awesome. I remember when they first started doing the like trying to do events longer than a couple hours when they did the 2.4 and then you were able to you know, do the Daytona and Lamar was 2.4 and they were trying that uh, until they could figure out how to do a full endurance race where they got the, you know, more than four hours in an event. It was a few years ago. I think the last time they did the roar or the 2.4, I almost won that damn, damn thing in a Mustang. Well, that wraps up that topic. Let's talk the eNASCAR championship in his own words. Uh, did any of you guys get a chance to read over the uh, Keegan Leahy's little essay he wrote here. So everybody was too busy stuffing their face full of uh, banana pudding or whatever, right? Uh, we got a link here from Twitter. Keegan Leahy, he basically wrote a long essay ab- himself about the race season and the championship weekend. Uh, we have a link on it, so you should go give that a read. And um, I'll apologize for us not getting a head start on it, but uh, it has been a holiday weekend. I'll stuff my face with cranberry sauce, not banana pudding. It ain't Thanksgiving without banana pudding and strawberry shortcake and all them desserts, especially when you get to break a keto for it. For it. Brian, you want to tell us how the Enoch's car drivers feel about switching? Yeah, so this uh, was a tweet from Landon Huffman, who uh, posted a question on Twitter asking uh, to comment on how iRacing drivers feel about switching to the next-gen cup car. I know we've talked about it a bunch, but uh, we get to hear some feedback from other drivers. Uh, some of the notable ones, notable ones are uh, Logan Clampett, he responded, so to Blake Reynolds and Blake McCandless. So uh, so quite a few people responded to that tweet. Um, um, I'll give you a Logan Clampett's take on the next gen car. He said it's uh, definitely a lot easier to drive and it's slower. Uh, lots of track feedback in the steering when you turn the wheel just like a tick too much. It seems like it plows up the track. I think it needs some updating because the current is probably like the prototype type the IRL guys were testing. So, um, so he, he basically said what we were all been thinking that it's a little slower. To, it's slower car. It's easier to drive, and you know. And the the uh, racing is going to pretty much going to reflect that in the car. Um, Blake McCandless said that a, any racetrack that's a mile and a half or lar- larger will drive like Dega. So uh, step out of line and you'll pay the price. Is what Blake McCandless said. So he's he's saying that pretty much every mile and a half track, which you know is going to be you know a, more a quarter of the season, is going to be uh, basically plate plate type tracks. 
Now, the one thing I'm reading here too, and I've been thinking about it as well. What do you think this does for the road racing aspect of it? Um, do you think it'll change? I know it's an easier car to drive on the roads. Do so you think some of these guys that will it bring the pack closer to say a guy like Bobby and and uh, Mitchell Dijon? I don't think so because they they dominate the same way if they're in a GT car. But they're kind of talking like the car that we're driving right now is the one that they're going to be driving next season. And it's not. No, no, it's going to be totally different. They're still well, working out the kinks with the real car. Yeah, and there's still the, the car that we have has an eight inch spoiler. I know they put a seven inch spoiler on to do some testing there at Charlotte. So does that stick? That's something they haven't done. They haven't finalized. They finalized the horsepower package, but does this one have the 550 package in it? Does it have what it's supposed to? We'll find out, I guess, when uh, season one hits, maybe. I'll say another thing, too, is uh, with, with these Coke drivers, they're going to have uh, ample time of testing with their setups and stuff like that to dial it in. So it's not going to be like what we have now, definitely. Um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll figure something out. I do remember when when the current car came out with the 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 low horsepower package. Those first few weeks, everybody would run a set where you could literally flat out ride for t- for ten to twenty laps. But then, as the set started getting more trim and finding more speed, tire wear actually started to become an issue, and you did s- still have to lift even in even at the mile and a half. So I hope it evolves a little bit the same way. Well, we kind of got a taste of how Homestead played out with us the other night when we went and ran there. It it, it became tire advantage, um, and with multiple lines, if you kept the momentum up, you could run, you could haul around the outside if you knew if you could get right up against the wall. But if you went down to the bottom, it would it would it would act like you know you get that shorter route around the track, but then the guy would start catching you on the exit of the corner and either down the straightaway. I think. I think the Homestead track just a cu- was custom to that. felt really good with that car. I'm just afraid when you get to a bigger track like, say, California or Michigan or anything, when they these cars are slower going into the corners, you're going to be stuck together. I just don't know if the tires are going to wear like Homestead did. Well, we do have one uh, news event to cover with a recap of a race. We got week two at Kokomo, Brian. Yeah, so uh, this is the NOS Energy Drink World Outlaws Week 2 at Kokomo. Um, so uh, just a quick hit on this one this week. But uh, one of the um, – Hayden Cardwell, he uh, took the uh, took the uh, time trial, the uh, qualifying, won the first heat. So he was on the pole for the feature. Uh, and heat number two was crazy. Uh, Alex Bergeron was dead last. In heat number two, he had a terrible qualifying time. They even speculated maybe that he missed qualifying or something happened, but he actually did put in a time. It was just really bad for some reason. But um, his his heat race was crazy. He actually drove from last place and wound up winning the dang thing. So uh, with the help, a couple couple lucky breaks with some crashes, he uh, he uh, took the win in that heat, which was really amazing. So um, in the in the feature, uh, basically. Um, Hayden Carwell just took the lead. Uh, it was a high line track. Everybody was lined up on the outside line for pretty much most of the race. Um, and uh, Hayden Carwell was taking the lead. Uh, Alex Bergeron was right on his heel. James Eden, who actually uh, 
came from third, actually uh, wound up getting ahead of uh, Bergeron for, for second. And then out of nowhere, Evan C just started running the bottom when everybody was up top and he's just making up spots like crazy. It's a really, it's a short, Kokomo is a short track. It's a bull ring, but it's a wide track. So the top line is a lot longer around than the bottom. But if you can't make the bottom work, it doesn't matter. But for some reason, he got hooked up on the bottom and just drove away from everybody in the last quarter of the race, wound up taking the win. So Evan C takes week two's win. He's actually a rookie. So that's two weeks in a row. We've had rookie winners. Evan C is real competitive in the late model series and is actually teammates with uh, Blake Majulis, who is the rookie late model driver who won the first week. So kind of interesting start to to the year. Alex Bergeron does take the lead in the points because he finished fourth. Um, and then uh, um, third place was uh, the winner, Blake Majulis, in the in the points. So uh, it's going to be an interesting interesting season from here on out. Two rookies win in the first two weeks, and we'll, we'll move on to next week. That is the neat thing with the dirt racing and is the just the true dynamic track with dirt changing how things ha- can happen. Yeah, after after the heat races and the feature, man, the cushion was right up against the wall, and that's where most of the drivers were running. Uh, and the bottom really didn't work for anybody. And uh, you know, it just takes one person to take a chance on it. Maybe to have their car set up for that that slick bottom, and and uh, got it to hook up. And man, once he did, it was. It was just like he was in a class by himself in that race. Everybody stayed up high. I guess nobody thought that they could follow his uh, his line through the bottom. Um, and he just he was passing people in bunches. It was crazy. And then when he got to the lead, he wound up pulling away by almost two seconds before the race finished up. All right, we got a, just a couple more topics here to to quick hit. Um, this one's pretty neat. I saw Mike drop this in chat. I think last night the they have started a winter iRacing NASCAR series, which is going to be starting on November 29th. And it's going to feature the 87 cars, the Thunderbird and the Monte Carlo. And they're basically going to run for 10 weeks as, as a kind of another winter league, but they're going to be running in the uh, NIS time slots. Well, this is a good idea. I think I kind of like it. I'm, I'm interested. I'm thinking about running, uh, you know, Friday nights or whatever. Hey, we got to find some sets, I guess, for this and get used to driving it. God, I haven't touched the 87 car in so long. I've driven it once at Daytona for a majors race. I just, I like the track combinations. There'll be some really good race. And to have a longer distance Legends race, I think that'll be cool. That's yeah, worth playing around. Uh, we'll see if, see if uh, McConey can put out some sets for us. We'll, we'll borrow from the Aftermath sponsor. Yeah. They're uh, pretty on top of things, so I'm sure it won't be, uh, be too hard to find one when it comes up. And uh, we didn't have this one marked on the script to include, but we but Brian suggested we go ahead and hit it. Uh, don't forget that the iRacing does have the 25% off for renewals still going, uh, and that ends on December 4th. Yeah, it's uh, next Saturday, so it's a 25% off yearly membership, 50% if you're a new member. I'm good for another two years. And uh, Greg, would you like to tell us if you'll skip on down just a little bit about the uh, last chance qualifier coming up? So, uh, which one are we talking about? The LCQ? Yeah, yeah. Last chance yeah, there qualifier. We go. There we go. Sorry, I was just trying to get down to it on a script. So, registration for Landon Castle's qualifying challenge is now open, and the event uh, uh, format has been posted. 
registration opens on i guess it was the 17th of, of november so that's already done um twitch december 1st i guess as well is the first event uh format uh open qualifying qual speedway december 2nd all-star qualifying for charlotte december 10th 40 drivers per session 40 drivers one versus one qualifying darlington laps uh with stop and go pit stops <laughs> 15th or previous 20 minutes to record the fastest this is a pretty <laughs> pretty bunched up uh, thing here to t go through all this stuff here but uh if you go to the uh eracers uh blue email the, the, the twitter page no their facebook page it uh um goes over all how it works it's a their format and how it uh goes through the tiers yeah that that was a good job reading through that nice wall of text there huh <laughs> well why don't i open it up here it makes more sense because so there's qualifying on on uh the first of december there's 40 drivers it's 20 minutes to record the fast lap top four advanced four and then there's four wild cards so then on december 2nd the four uh there's 40 drivers that with three laps with a stop and go they do that all-star qualifying format um and they would uh then they take the first to 15th will go on to a one versus one qualifier and then the 16th through 25th go to a, a pursuit race at Daytona, which is 10 lap race, uh, last place el eliminated every lap. Um, and then, like I said, they do the one versus one qualifier, highest seed picks, um, opponent goes, uh, first fastest time advances repeat until all 16 run. And then on the final and to set the 10th of December, the final eight, do the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, and then the winner uh, goes on to the winner. So it's kind of a just an elimination event. I think the one that gets me is the highest seed picks their opponent to go one bunch versus one. So the whoever's higher, and then you pick another guy. Do you take that as a slight uh, that uh, he thinks you're the weakest link and he goes after you? I'm pretty sure the guys in there will be all be fast, so it won't matter. Unless you know specifically somebody is going to choke or something, you it would. I don't see why you wouldn't pick the lowest seed anyway, just based on results. So it's going to end up playing out just like a regular seeding. So it'll be it'll be interesting if you're good at qualifying, which is not me. You should check that out. I would. Uh, I'll be interested to watch this, especially the, the. I want to see how they conduct the All Star qualifying at Charlotte. That's the one thing that interests me to see how they actually do. Because they have no speed limits on pit road, and at, and it'll be interesting to see how they do it. That'll be fun to to uh, try, uh, see how they do it. Maybe try in some of the leagues we run next year for the All Star Race. So it looks like it'll be broadcasted on Twitch as well on their e racer page. All right. Well, that wraps the topics because we're trying to do a little bit of an abbreviated show. Let's move on to to podcast housekeeping. Uh, we are actually going to do an aftermath podcast recording right after this it's going to kind of be the part two of the special uh is there anything you want to tell us about what we're going to be hitting when we do that part of the show oh we got to uh we got to dive into some upgrades that's going to be a big one that we're going to hit on um kind of take over the, the hardware section uh from the main show but we're going to do it with our own stuff um uh, we got some uh we got some other we got some video stuff to talk about we'll leave it at that 
Um, you know, we're going to talk about some, uh, some league racing and, um, you know what, maybe we'll just chat about each of our, uh, you know, year, um, and how that's all gone and kind of dive into that a little bit. That'll be good. Let's just put it this way. I, I probably spent more money than Brian has. Where do you not have your, um, money bags, uh, sound effect ready, Tony? I don't think I have one of those. Oh, Cotton, I, 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 I stumped you. I stumped you. I feel victorious. I think I've spent a pretty good penny this year, too. Uh, I think I spent more in the last couple of days than you did. Oh, I can't wait. Also, don't forget, we do have the iRacersLounge.com website. It's up. Check it out. And we are on regular rotation on the Performance Motorsports Network. skipping hardware and we're going to jump straight to our week results and then we're going to kind of do a year review uh for iRacing uh so let's just start with the results and i have to pull that up no when i asked the season's over so we jump straight to official racing you mean league racing uh officials on the script before league i think actually right because uh I, for example uh in uh the Pure Driving School Euro Series. I got three ruins in a row at Monza, like back to back to back, and then uh, also took a win at Road America this week. So that's called a turkey, isn't it? It is if you're bowling. It's a hat trick in soccer. Or hockey. Yeah, or or, or hockey. Yeah. Um, it's an eye racing boost in eye racing. So right. you got three consecutive wins at Monza. What car were you driving? The nine one nine, the the LMP one, the hybrid, the yeah. high horsepower. So, yeah, and uh, how do these uh, races like? Is it just like a one split race, or you know, is there multiple splits? Well, um, were there two splits or three splits? Um, I don't remember. Sometimes there's two splits, sometimes there's one because they can take about forty five cars to fifty per field, right? But but the there can be sometimes five cars in the in the LMP one field or up to like twelve, and in, in all three of these cases there was like four. Uh, one of them the the fast guy uh, he wrecked himself out, and one of them I was the pole and would and never didn't lead. I don't remember what happened to the third one, but um, yeah, it's a smaller field, and, and um, I'm faster in an LMP1 than I am compared in the other cars because I'm good at battery management, and a part of how fast you go is how you use your boosts. That's confusing. Well, yeah, it is confusing, but like, I don't know. I guess I was just trying to pull it. Like, I mean, to get three consecutive wins is. <laughs> it's, it's a tough thing to do no matter what you're racing and in, in whatever it is you're doing um, but yeah I, I don't know anything about this and well obviously my my uh, my road knowledge is <laughs> nothing um, but yeah congratulations man that's awesome he had himself a night it was a uh, when things work it works yeah it was yeah. definitely a good day <laughs> yeah I guess it was and I mean, I've been off this week, so I've been running a lot of them as well, you know, and each time I run, that's just more practice. So I just get a little faster and a little faster as well. Gobble, gobble. So I think that was about the only official racing that, that's on the script. We did have a race in Fast Track, a hosted race, right? Or Well, a recruiting it's race. A, recru- a recruiting hosted race. Yeah. Um, I think I got P6. I don't remember. I, um, 
something happened towards the end that that negatively affected me, but it was I don't know, it wasn't too, something to be too worried about. You almost had the win, right, Greg? Yeah, because uh, what did I do? I think I started. I want to say I started sixth in that race, and I spun two laps in, going for going for the the lead, and went all the way back. And uh, and the one thing that. Uh, happened was they put cautions on as the admin's discretion and not iRacing. So Jeff was kind of keeping it going by just not giving cautions for certain things. But luckily, um, after I spun out, another bigger caution happened or bigger accident happened. So I brought the caution out so I could catch up. But we only had, what, two sets of tires? So you had to be careful what you did. And I waited till later on to put them on and um, made some big adjustments to a set that was not handling to start with and whatever I made it helped me drive through the field up to uh, P2 and on the last restart um, just didn't couldn't get him uh, he had a better car than us especially on that yeah it was pretty tight I recall and um, I think the last caution just didn't time out well for me I think I was better long run than short run that got me Mike he took home a P8 he came from dead last at P21 on the last restart all the way up to P28 had a blast and you know there's no points for this league we're just trying to uh, get uh, get new people into the league and see how they run so it was fun uh, you know it, it's also just a good chance to start building some experience with open setups in that new generation car and just to, to kind of go on it, that car is something else different. It definitely was different to run because it snapped. Even in iRacing, it snaps and you don't even know it's just going to spin out. It just it just goes and it's it's such a weird feeling. And um, I did not expect it. And I only had run two races in general total of that car. So getting in this car after I don't think it's probably been a couple months since I've driven it. So. Uh, it just was was different when you when you're you didn't have the same input when uh, when you're spinning. Yeah, I experienced that in practice. I don't think I ever actually spun or got loose in the race. All right, so but it was a fun race. Then we also had our winter league race. Greg wasn't able to make this one, but me and Mike ran it. Uh, Mike was P twenty seven. He puts in here. I just suck bad. Finished where I deserved. He he actually blew a tire out on the fixed setup. And um, I finished P20, and I probably had about P15 speed, but the caution timed and my middle run, I completely fried my right front tire too and ended up with the way the cautions fell, trapped two laps down and was never able to get it, get them back. Um, still, it's a, it's a really stacked field. It's basically as tough as top split NIS. Uh, the strength of field was uh, 3,900, I believe. So... Uh, P20 isn't necessarily that bad in that tough of a race. Hey, Dave, uh, you didn't mention what track and car that combination that is. I was curious. Oh, did I? I thought I, it was Bristol, 250 laps. Bristol, gotcha. Normal cup car. Yeah, we're still running the old car there. All right. I'm surprised uh, he blew a tire. It's kind of hard. Well, Mike is not known for saving tires at all. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Nope. Also, he, just, just I did ask him this next result. <laughs> I asked I asked him about uh, the um, what steering ratio he was running, and he was running the ten to one, and that, that that's part of the problem, especially in a fixed setup. That's just going to murder your front tire. 
So yeah, he ran the ARCA car at Michigan for the uh, Saturday, the Sim 500 Esports Racing League throwback ARCA series, right? Um, he wrecked out, had wore the tires, hmm, about 20 laps coming forward from 20th to 15th, and then he started fading. He uh, came off, he came, somebody came off forward, he pushed into the wall, uh, and it sent him straight into pit road. 50-second penalty, he gives up. I think he ran a 6-to-1 ratio on that one. Did they they come with two to one? One to one, two to one. That would be one hell of a setup. All right, Ryan, you ran the OBR ARCA series. Yeah, we were at Rockingham last week. Uh, This is the race that narrowed the the, uh, the playoffs down from eight to four. Um, So I didn't even qualify. I decided not to because we were at Rockingham. I didn't get a whole lot of practice. I just, you know, I just wanted to take it easy uh, at the start, at least. And uh, yeah, it worked out pretty good. I was moving up a little bit and I decided to do a, a, a two pit strategy. I think I, there were quite a few other people were doing a single pit strategy. There was just enough fuel to make it on one pit stall. So um, I, I pitted early, um, came out for the second set and uh, probably a lap or two before I was going to go into the pits for my second stop, a caution came out and I'm I moved up to seventh place i was running probably around 13th or 14th so i gained a bunch of position got really lucky on that one um and then the restart happened i was uh, i was holding my own and man i just my headset went completely blue i lost all video on my headset it was completely blue i crashed i probably wrecked a couple of people i apologized for that and uh my headset off and it, it was in sleep mode you know like if if it inactive for a certain amount of time it falls asleep so that's what happened i don't know why it did that um but i reset my uh, headset and um went back in i did go back in but i just stayed at the back of the field in case something crazy happened i was a bunch of laps down anyway so i didn't really want to mess with anybody who was still racing so i just stayed in the back and i think i finished p21 you want to go ahead and tell us about the uh, aftermath truck series as well we got some aftermath boy here why don't they do it yeah bro yeah i can jump in for that uh the truck series obrl truck series that we sponsor and we do a terrible job of covering it on the aftermath podcast but we can get it all the information here because brian's usually does a great job um looks like it was the uh the very first race for their new season and they were hammering each other at martinsville and it looks like uh, Steve Thompson cheated to get the win. And uh, Josh Robinson and Al Turner uh, both finished uh, second and third, respectively. And Tony, do you have uh, the grip.xe sound effect ready? I got a... Normally, normally when we do the results for the OBR Aftermath Truck Series, I usually just copy and paste Steve Thompson, uh, Josh Robinson and then Dwayne Carter from week to week, but I don't know what happened to Dwayne this week. Something happened. He didn't finish in the top three. I don't. I don't think he was in the he was in the race at all when I looked through the uh, the standing. So I think he missed that race, and he, they they let somebody else take a podium spot. They're gonna rotate. Let every week one has to get out so they can let somebody else in. Yeah. So congratulations to Al Turner on that on uh, third. They have to do it. Yeah like short tracks and start putting bounties on them like a 100 point bounty well how about this there's 11 cars on the lead lap at the end of that and it looks to me like there was just uh steve thompson and and 
Josh Robinson that were able to escape Martinsville without a scratch are the only ones with zero incident points. How many cautions were in that lap or in that race? Well, that's probably because they didn't have to race anybody. <laughs> they were just riding around the front the whole time. And how many cautions does it show, uh, Tony or Anthony? It was a uh, five caution, five cautions for 25 laps in a 150 lap race. That's pretty good. Yeah, Martinsville, you usually see a lot more than that. I'll say that's a little high for uh, OBRL, though. Yeah, but it is Martinsville. Do you guys still copy me? Because so, uh, uh, so Discord, okay. Discord did something weird. I'm, I'm changing my, I'm changing something on my camera. Just hold on. You guys right. can keep going. Uh, Tony, do you have any? Um, oh, here we go. Oh, the OBRL Cup Series is actually the next result. Um, oh yes. And it looks like uh, Tony and Chris both got wrecked at the same time. Oh uh, yeah, we, we were at Homestead and racing on the surface of the sun at 100 and almost 150 degree tra track temp. Um, somebody got loose on the on the front stretch and I didn't miss him and uh, Chris didn't miss somebody and I pretty much I got wrecked out and Chris got wrecked out and uh, yeah, about halfway through and that's up. Hey, I got wrecked out of that one too. Oh yeah, you were there too. I forgot about that. I was for a minute. Everybody's wrecked out. I did that one myself, though, and that's just because I suck at Homestead. I am freaking terrible at that track. I, I spun myself right into the inside wall and just killed my car completely. Well, uh, Tony, ahead, uh, real quick, real quick, Tony uh, Rochette. Um, Steve, when Steve was on the show, he discussed, you know, the track temperatures a little bit, said that Dwayne MacArthur, he plays with those temperatures to try to get the cars a little looser so they're not all stuck to the track and just, you know, just single file racing. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. It is hot in Miami, though, right? So maybe 150 would be right. Yeah, hey, see, the air temp was only about like 86 degrees, but yeah, there was a lot of guys getting loose out of the out of two and four there. 100% humidity. Pretty much. You might as well have rain. You can have rain tires if it was getting any more humid. I was having fun. I, Chris found a nice little line that, that I started following. We were he was he was going through the field like like nice through butter, and uh, yeah. I started following a little bit, then, uh, yeah, that wreck happened. Okay, well, that's the week results. The next thing we're going to talk about is we're just going to kind of reflect on iRacing's year, uh, what's, what came out and how the season, how the year went with everything. So, at this point, um, somebody just step in and mention things that have come out this year, and we'll, we'll just start talking about it. Mount Washington. Mike's except no, except, no, except no, for that. Mike's no, not here. We no, can't talk about that. We can't that. talk about Washington. We've already killed it. That thing is done. It had its own week. And that was no, from Monday through It had the its next own Monday. month. <laughs> it had its own month. What are you talking about? He had like seven episodes with it. All right. That, that being said, and that is funny, but um, I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't throw a Mount Washington special event in the calendar. Why, why wouldn't they do that? You know, it's it's almost geared towards like a special event because be, it'd be so hard to do as like a weekly um weekly uh weekly series you know that's a good that's a good uh point there brian because uh you know it, they could i wonder if it's because they, maybe they don't have a specific car that they want to run it i mean they could have run the rally cars it wouldn't have mattered they could have run the Subaru. you know they could put it as the subaru and to do it but 
um, that would be a good, you know, run it a week before the actual hill climb, right? A probable answer is that the schedule is already pretty tight. I mean, they put Sebring on top of the live Sebring. So that might be what we're running into now is everything's saturated. Well, they have an extra week because they don't put Lamar in there. They've got one spot extra. Yeah, but remember, they may have a workaround <laughs> for that. So before we totally toss Mount, Tra- Mount Washington in the trash. Mount Trashmore. <laughs> <laughs> we can't discount that, you know, another addition that iRacing brought in was the Formula V car and the soapbox derby racing down Mount Washington. Like that is probably one of the coolest and uh, I don't know. I would say innovative just for the lack of a better term, but you know, somebody figuring that out and like that, that's just cool. And didn't they actually do a patch that allowed it, allowed it to work? That's what I was going to say. They did a couple of patches. They fixed one of the bumps that made it like impossible to go over in the formula V when you're doing soapbox derby style. And they added that set that just has like, you know, 1.1 liter of fuel in it. So all you can do is basically start the car and get it moving. And that's all community driven. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, uh, I don't, to my knowledge, they didn't anticipate that being an actual form of uh, racing on that Washington. It just like kind of cropped out of the community and they just went with it, started making additions to it to, so people could uh, enjoy that type of racing. It was, it was interesting how that came about. It, it, I, I don't remember of any other track combinations or any kind of thing like that that came from the community up to influence iRacing and how they, how they set things up and, and, and they did their patches for it. Now, looking on the other aspect here, are we going to stay on the, the, uh, the racing side or the, the track side? You know, they've added some decent tracks like the iRacing Speedway. They added that track this year. Right. Yeah, that was the first fictitious track. I really right, other than like maybe some of the uh, rallycross tracks that they added to existing tracks, maybe. And then they, they, you know, they had another thing about iRacing Super Speedway was that it was, you know, everybody's speculating that it was going to be called the Coke Super Speedway because of you know how it was done in the uh, Papyrus game, but it never got that way, and I'm. really curious how that uh, broke down like that some they almost just like completely you know they know they obviously did, they didn't even announce anything of why it didn't they just all of a sudden said you know it's iRacing and that's it maybe if they lose coke down as a sponsor down the road they don't want it to coke it's a good point but no super speedway man, you 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 kind of you were having brain farts last week uh about the the multi-class race in there we we did a uh, uh, COT IndyCar and uh, Gen 6 race there, and that was fun as hell. Yeah, that was one of our uh, special events that uh, we do, right? Tony sets up most of theirs. Oh, yeah. They're always a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. The, the, the IndyCar drafting off the, the COT was, uh, was, was awesome. It's like a semi truck poking a hole for uh, a Formula V. I almost threw. I almost threw in a road car to to run around the bottom, but uh, they were a little bit slower. So another one of the things that was really memorable about this year was the the it was the year of the surprise release on TV. Oh, you mean the 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 the, the Chicago uh, the street course? Well, this they did it with the street course as well as the next gen car, right? Well, and what about in going even further with what you're saying there, David? 
how how this year is the year of using iRacing to NASCAR uses iRacing to build their prospect of their tracks. You know, they got they've they've developed uh, California's new um, layout. They're doing they tested it uh, for uh, the Coliseum. It, they're using and they use the Chicago one as a test as well. And even last year they used used it to redo the chicane at at uh, Charlotte. Oh, and we can't forget about uh, them using uh, for uh, Bristol dirt too. Oh, and oh, and, and the chicane, that, yeah. yeah, and the chicane at Dar- Dayton or Daytona, right? They they ended up that some drivers took it out there, took it out on the old Daytona course or the old Dayton without the chicane, and saw how fast those stock cars would be going into turn one, and decided they needed to add a another chicane for Daytona. I totally forgot about Bristol dirt because it was so far ago, but Tony was right. Like that was a whole new thing that they had, uh, you know, we, we got on here too, is we got to run the stock cars on the dirt. And, and I think that was a success for uh, that week of NIS. Wasn't it? Do you guys feel the same? Oh, I absolutely loved yeah. it. For me, that was like probably the biggest happy surprise this year. I had, a stupid amount of fun running those cars at that track. I, I know when the week began, um, before they put a patch out, that car was, 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 was such a pain in the ass to drive. Then they put a patch out. Then that, that it made it super fun. What about, uh, this is one thing I'm looking, I'm, I'm just looking on the tracks. Other tracks are added. There was three significant formula one tracks that were added to iRacing this year, which was then followed up. A couple months later by the announcement that we're going to be getting another f1 car over the next couple of years here too as well we're getting a new one and then they're going to have an updated one um coming in 2022 so you know is this set up for 2022 to have even more f1 tracks added to iRacing it seems to be one of their priorities i think and uh when when they're not able to get over there and scan them themselves remember they have also started using uh outsourced scan data yeah, because the first one was that we've heard about that was Hockenheim Ring. That was the Germany one, right? Yeah, and then they came out with Red Bull Ring this year, too. Yeah, and then Hungaro Ring as well. There was the three of them. Um, it was basically, if you look at it, uh, I can't remember. Was Crandon added this year, too? Uh, I can't remember if that was concluded for the dirt. But it looks like there was at least three dirt tracks, three F1 tracks, two NASCAR tracks, and there's possibly even more. I can't see the release dates of Crandon, Nashville, Fairground. Oh, Nashville was released this year too, wasn't it? Super Speedway, yes. That was an extremely fun race. Yeah, we got, we had both the Super Speedway and the actual Fairgrounds for Nashville. So that was a good uh, release this year as well. And we already talked about the Formula One car. We talked about the Formula V car, uh, the jet car, as Mike likes to call it. The the fictional uh, car is interesting, and it, it's pretty clear that they're trying to get a. Uh, well, actually, they do have the World Championship going going for the Formula style car now, don't they? Yeah, that wrapped up last week. It was a really good series. Um, I, I almost wonder if that's going to be obsolete once they bring an f1 car to the uh, service because and that would be a shame um but you know i don't think you can have championships in both of those two cars they're just they would be too similar probably just, not probably not at the world championship level yeah i think maybe it's a feeder series maybe it's like how they use the xfinity series to get into the f1 maybe 
you know, how they use uh, as the pro to get into the, or the pro invitational to get into the pro type thing. Um, who knows? Cause the F1 car just, you know, over the history of iRacing, the F1 cars usually die off pretty quick because of how, how much there is to do in the car um, while you're racing. So it's, it's, it's a skill base and it would be interesting to see how far they go with what, you know, it was Mercedes that they scanned. Is it not? If I remember correctly. So, you know, there's a lot of different things you have to be doing while you're driving to make sure that uh, you can get around the track fast with it. So I don't know how well that will work. Say another uh, addition that, that, that was well overdue, I mean, years overdue, was uh, the new Phoenix layout. We, we are cactus there, Greg. That's me. Um, I like having the cactus there. And it, Just, it did, the track didn't feel that much different, right? It still raced pretty... A lot the same, even though that Highline was working a lot better than I ever remember it working. Oh, and that restart zone. Yeah, I hope they have a way to fix that. Um, my suggestion would be, and I think I've said this before, give up, just give up a little bit of reality and have the car, have the pace car drive through pit wall so it can exit later. Why not just, I don't know, it, it's a difficult thing. I mean, maybe we'll just figure it out. But yeah, you're right. The, because of if maybe the only way to do it is have a restart zone actually develop here so that if a car accelerates before that restart zone, they get penalized. Right. I'm kind of surprised they haven't done that yet. I mean, with, I don't know, when you're at the race, it's, it's a little harder to see that restart zone, but on TV, you got that. Um, most channels will put that, uh, it's like a green, green section oh, on the, right on the track. Yeah. That's, that's the one. Um, why? Yeah. That's a great idea for iRacing to do and do that. Like you said, Greg, like penalize if people go, um, go before. I, I think two additions for 2022. And I don't, I honestly don't probably don't see them coming, but the choose cone and the restart zone are the two needed things to make, uh, some differences on, um, you know, how r- these races can outcome a little bit more different. Yeah, and the the restart zone at Phoenix, where it really becomes an issue, is that if you are on the outside line and the inside guy makes a mistake, you're going to get black flagged. If he if he goes er- really early and doesn't get a good start, like starts in third gear or miss a shift, you're going to get black flagged because because it's such a big res- you're going to beat him to the line by so much that it'll penalize you. I just, I'm thinking to the reason we haven't got it is I think there's just it's just there's something that's really difficult to either code with it or they're just not there's just too many loopholes that they can't you know shore up that uh is an easy thing to uh to predict what people are going to do with it right so so something new this year that's kind of a negative um the the um the plate track uh um drafting package package yeah that absolutely they they changed that Right or at tell the first Talladega, and yeah, it, it absolutely sucks. Take some of the some of the funnest racing and just throw it right in the trash and say, "Here you go, you you get this pile." I'm really surprised with the amount of hate comments, not hate comments, but hate topics about it uh, that come up in the forums about it that that hasn't been addressed, like that they haven't figured something out yet with the amount of talking about it because those what three or four weeks that we did have it um, as, you know, racing for NIS, 
they weren't fun. There's definitely no fun in re the restrictor plate racing because I think the biggest problem now is it's not even realistic to the fact, like, if you lose the draft, like, even a little bit, you should be able to catch a little bit up off the back of the cars. If you let them all by and, and, and they're at full speed, you'll never catch up onto them. And it just, there's something really broken in how much a car, the cars poke a hole in the air. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that white flag slingshot pass you can't do anymore. Yeah, you can't, like, it's really hard to even just, you know, give the guy a head of it, like a bump. And I mean, for a lot of the time, that would be really, really good. But, um, you know, being able to just, you know, get up that close was, you know, nice. Like on the backstretch, you're, you're drafting with the guy, you give him a good shove. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember how the Daytona 500 was. Was the package okay then? And then they broke it in Talladega? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and there's just no consistency in being able to keep an outside line going. You got you can occasionally get a, the right group of people that'll line up, and there has to be like six or seven of them that can catch up. But for the most part, the outside line is just is just slower. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no room for error up there, and you have to have a good line of cars. It's just almost impossible um, outside of like you know good leagues and stuff like that. But even with leagues, it's it's super super hard to to get that going and they ruined such a good thing That's hopefully right. this sorry tony hopefully this gen 6 will fix some of that they'll have some fixes put in there for that you know if they're going to keep this uh current car around then maybe they can just roll it back to the way it was because yeah uh, they, they broke it hey just looking at something here i was just going through the car list again you guys were talking about because um, you guys ran the Ferrari for Daytona 24 hour last year, right? Yep. They have a GT3 Ferrari now because that was added that you probably, you guys might like. It's not much different from the GTE one. Yeah, it's a little bit slower. And it, yeah, I say that I thought the Ferrari GT3 was been there for a while, unless it's a new one. No, this is a newer one that was added. Ah, I haven't tried the new one yet. I think I'll just wait till they come out with the Datsun. <laughs> there was a you're talking about the it's a there's a legacy ferrari 488 gt3 that they've had for a you know a real long time but now they yeah, have a 488 gt3 evo yeah see so the evo is a new one right yeah but no going back to to, to the to the plate race and uh um if you guys get in a carb cup and you do um the gen 7 with at like talladega and daytona it's a little bit better than than the Gen Six cars. I mean, you can act. I've actually had like probably about good ten laps worth of uh, worth of racing side by side um, until it becomes Carb Cup. But uh, yeah, there, there's a little hope for for the next gen. Well, that pretty much uh, I think is a good recap of the highlights of the new year in I racing. So let's go ahead and wrap the show up with final thoughts. Let's start with Brian. Uh, so I want to talk real quick about the uh, Just for Kids race. It was uh, held uh, this past uh, Wednesday evening. Um, so my 10-year-old son, Luke, he uh, raced in it. Uh, this was um, the 
Global Mazda at Legacy, Michigan. So that's a two-mile track with a small car like that. And it's basically just holding holding the pedal down the whole way. Um, so uh, he practiced. I helped him practice getting up to it. We used some AI cars, which you could do in the uh, regular Michigan, but not the Legacy. So uh, we got some practice with some other cars around it. Um, so he got into the race. Uh, he was he was second fastest in practice, which was pretty good. And then um, he was in his heat race, and I was kind of coaching him as he was driving, which is probably means I was bothering him. But he listened to me and uh, did what I said, which was basically, uh, you know, stay a little bit behind the group in front of him. Don't don't even know he could catch up at any minute with the draft. You know, any second he could race with those guys. I was like, just let them stay in front of you, let them make mistakes. And uh wound up between him and one other car when it came to the end of the first heat races. They actually did two separate heat races instead of qualifying. He was in second place on the last lap and he I told him when to make a move and he did. Uh as he was coming out of turn four, him and the car were side by side. They door bumped a couple of times and the car inside of him kind of spun out a little bit and uh he won his heat race and he was so excited it was adorable he was uh he was so excited he was you know throwing his hands up uh and uh won his heat race he was so so happy i was so proud of him um and it was a great time he got into the uh into the uh, feature race he started on the outside row of uh outside of the front row um and uh, again, I told him some cars were getting a little aggressive, you know, pushing their way up through. I was like, just just be careful. He missed the wreck, which uh, did a really good job missing the wreck. And uh, and they were um, they were regrouping for a caution. And the admin was giving some of the other kids a black flags if they had needed to be cleared. And uh, he accidentally removed Luke from the server. And so he didn't get to finish the race. He was so disappointed uh, that he didn't get to finish the race. He and uh, I think he would have done real well. But uh, man, it was a great and I've that's some, I, I got to say that's the best experience I've ever had on iRacing. It's not anything I did. Is uh, coaching my kid, watch him do well, and the amount of excitement and and uh, and how much fun he had on it is, was better than ever, anything I've ever done personally. So uh, it was a great event. I hope they do another one sometime, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for it. We'll, we'll promote it again if it comes up. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Well, congratulations to your son, Brian. That is so cool. I'm really glad you were able to, you know, you, you brought that up. Um, I had almost kind of forgot about that event happening, and I was really keen on hearing how it went. Um, yeah, so he wins his first heat race. Like, how about that, eh? Like, yeah, he's you're gonna get him hooked. You're gonna have to uh, you have to get him uh, all set up there with a little, you know, um, mini rig there. <laughs> you're right. Uh, he might might be might be doing that. Um, and another thing that was really cool is uh, the uh, the guy who runs the 3F Media who who brought who. Uh, who ran the event, they did a live broadcast on, on Facebook. So he was go He was able to go rewatch him when in, they were talking, saying his name, you know, talking about him making his move and all this stuff. He was just tickled pink to hear his name on a broadcast like that. It was, it was so fun. And the, uh, the guy who, uh, who did the broadcasting actually had his son who, uh, his name was Aiden. His son was actually on the, 
podcast on the uh, broadcast as well. So the kid was doing some broadcasting. It was it was just a great event. I can't I can't say enough about it. I'll say your son's got more wins than I do this year. Me too. Tyler Tyler was uh, Tyler Williamson was watching on Facebook, and uh, his wife made a comment that uh, you know it's about time that Riggs seen somebody win a race. So it was not not <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I forgot that they were broadcasting that race. And um, normally, I get stuff like that kind of because I know that um, the fellow that put the race on from 3F Media, he's been blasting all the different uh, sites. I figured that would have um, alerted me to the race, but no, I, I totally missed it. And it sounds like I I really missed a a good race. I was kind of looking forward to seeing that. And I love the fact that the broadcaster brought his kid on to help broadcast. Just too cool. Yeah, that was really cool too. Um, the the videos are still uh, are still there. The replays of the videos are still there on Three uh, F Media's uh, Facebook page, so you can rewatch it too if you if you're interested. But uh, yeah, it was it was just great. I loved it all. All right, Greg, how about you? You got to wake up for. Um, uh, sorry, I was just checking some stuff on on the phone, but no, I'm uh, my final thoughts for this. Not really much. We we kind of just doing a lot of league racing. Uh, not I haven't had a chance to do a bunch uh, racing the last couple of weeks, but uh, work's been a little bit crazy. But it's uh, the time of year to slow down a little bit here for the next little bit. So I'm kind of looking forward to uh, maybe getting on a little bit more here and uh, get some getting some behind the seat time uh, with a new computer. I'll say your slow down time is my pickup time. <laughs> Pretty much. Tony Gross. Well, uh, what can I say? I am uh, super looking forward to the second half of this podcast. It's going to be awesome. Um, another year. Uh, this is, I think, year number three or four that I've sat in for one of these um, non-mic episodes. And uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. The, the, uh, the format kind of switches up every year, so it's always something uh, different and something new. Um, you do a pretty good job of hosting, David, i got to admit. And, uh, yeah, I can't really talk about racing because I haven't really done a whole lot except for wiping myself out at uh, at Homestead. But, uh, yeah, we'll get back on there again. And the Tiger. Oh, uh, well, we, we're, we're going to get rid of the Tiger moniker. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be rebranding myself here uh, for next year. Um, but, no, that. that I haven't been on this show in a while, so it's kind of like once a year, twice a year type of deal. Um, it's kind of like the, the the crazy cousin that that comes over for Thanksgiving gets to sit at the kids' table. Now he's getting to sit at the big the big uh, the big table and just stare at that turkey. But we'll definitely we'll definitely have a lot more talked about on aftermath. Yeah, it is. It's kind of funny trying to throw in final thoughts when we, we we're not done because we're going to be spending another an hour to an hour and a half talking more. But um, fun season. Uh, I still enjoy doing the show. Uh, the NIS season was pretty successful. I I've, I've tried to sit and be a little bit proud of that that seventh uh, place overall, even though it. The drop weeks made it fall. Um, it's been fun recording the show all year. I think we've really got things rolling pretty smooth now, uh, especially with the video and the audio and everything. It's a, it's a pretty smooth operation we got going. Um, the biggest shout out probably has to go to Brian and the work he does on the notes because that's 
that I, you, you probably have to spend more time doing that than I do uh, with the, uh, the editing. It's usually just a quick 40-minute job. Um, but thanks to all the guys, and uh, it's just been a great year, and let's here's to another good one. And with that, I can't believe I said it, but yeah. And with that, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure you go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.